This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Make sure that you check out all the previous episodes. Check us out, MarkingOut.com. Also, give a listen over on Spotify and wherever else you may be listening to podcasts. Make sure that you check us out over on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, and also on TikTok. Also, go check us out at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Go buy a t-shirt or two or three or four or five. But that being said, I am Dave the Rave, and I am here with Brandon. And Chris is going to be coming on a little bit later on in the game. But Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always on episode 628. Ah, I knew I, knew I left that <laughs> So what's up? How was your week? It was good yeah what made it good uh, i don't know you got some cooking done i, I uh cooked some more ground beef with onions and uh i got a really nice caramelization on the meat this time nice that's beautiful and then i used white american cheese instead of provolone okay so that gave it a different flavor what made you switch over I didn't have provolone. <laughs> nice. Always a good reason. I had white American cheese because I've been eating uh, bologna and cheese sandwiches. Okay. And that's, I, I prefer, I think it's Cooper white American cheese. Hmm. Not like the Kraft Singles uh, cheese product. I almost said pizza product. <laughs> but I also went to Cheesecake Factory again. I tried their new Cacio Pepe uh, flatbread. Okay. Low key, kind of tasteless. Oh, tasteless do rev- and low yeah, key. And, I, and I saw people do reviews on it, and they were like, "Oh, it's one, it's such a flavor, flavorful dish. It's so good." I don't know. The only time I picked up like the pepper was like minutes after when I would crunch down, and there'd be like a piece of pepper in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I would still try. I think they have cacio e pepe pasta, so I would still maybe try that, but. The flatbread, it just, it wasn't, it just was nothing. It was a letdown. Yeah, it's not, and they had the ricotta cheese on top, so it wasn't even like, it was similar to a white slice, but it wasn't even like anywhere close to a white slice, if if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. like flavor-wise, I feel like it's just completely different. But um, I also tried that new Portuguese restaurant that, is where Zorn's used to be in Belmore. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been to Zorn's in years, so it was interesting to see what was different. They had, like, the whole eating area. I think you said you went in at one point. Yeah, I went in, and then I uh, walked out. As far as the food goes, I thought it was decent. I got a grilled chicken burrito, which was okay. It wasn't, I don't think, worth the price. Yeah, so, so not worth the price of admission. But there's still, like, a bunch of side dishes there that I would like to try. I had mac and cheese, and um, it was, like, a Mediterranean feta salad, which was literally just feta cheese, cucumber, and tomatoes. Hmm. That was kind of, like, wilted. 
the mac and cheese was decent, but it wasn't like anything like I don't need to ever eat that again. Okay. So if I go back ever, I would try other things, but I don't really see myself going back. Okay. But most importantly, what was most important? Well, no, how was your, how was your week? No, it was good. It was good. Thanks. I was going to say, most importantly, congratulations to Jason Linick, because the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. He's a huge fan. Yeah, yeah, he's very excited. Good for him, you know. It's always nice to see friends get that W. Bill Goldberg's in some hot water. I thought that was good. Who? Bill Goldberg. Why? He thought, he. uh, there's a quote going around saying, I was disgusted by the Super Bowl halftime performance, basically. I don't know why it would be disgusted, but I think it was underwhelming. You thought it was great. A lot of people obviously thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was very entertaining. But I, I don't it I don't know, it just didn't hit how I thought it was going to. No no. It hit me exactly how I thought it was gonna be. Her know? being so high up was nuts. That was pretty crazy in the super smash stage. Yeah. So I thought that no, was I cool. thought that and then Rihanna uh, and Super Smash Brothers, uh upcoming and she'll be a, right. she'll be a uh downloadable uh content upcoming. You know how many game? people mispronounce her name and it just like pisses me off because I know that's how she says her name. Interesting. Interesting. But uh, Chris Stapleton, I thought, absolutely killed that national anthem. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Overall, it was a fun game. Ended up going over to Chris's, and that was always always an amazing time. Um, But The, The Super Bowl you watched there? Yep, yep. Went over there for Super Bowl. And it was fun. It was incredible, you know? It was very good. I also, good. uh, I made Israeli salad this week. I've been craving it, so it hit that spot. There you go. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Very but, cool. Uh, that's really, that's my week. That's your week. But how about the week in professional wrestling? Talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Opening up with Becky Lynch. Saying that she's been so distracted by damage control that she lost her sights on the women's championship, which I think negates what she said about the Royal Rumble. And it, I mean, it it kind of supports what she's saying, but she said that the whole reason why she entered the Royal Rumble was not to win, but to make sure that damage control did not win. So I guess in some sense, it makes sense where it's like, I lost sight of the championship because I was so focused on you. I don't think Becky Lynch is somebody who needs a championship, but she wants to be inside the Elimination Chamber. Bailey came out. She, she said that the cage match should be scrapped because Lita showed up and that she should also be inside the Elimination Chamber. Then they argued. Bianca Belair came out and she's like, well, I like competing. I like the idea of facing both of you. And if they both, they both end up getting a chance to to win the elimination, uh, enter the elimination chamber by facing her. So Adam Pierce came out. He sets up a triple threat match, and if neither of them, uh, if Bianca Belair wins, then neither of them get added. That's the main event of Monday Night Raw. So we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, that little uh, debacle. But I mean, debacle. Uh, we'll save it for the match. 
But we kicked off with Judgment Day picking up a victory over the Street Prophets. Um, I guess it was good. They had Yankees gear on, which I thought was pretty cool. Eh, Mets fan. Not, Let's not go a Mets. fan of hometown sport. Let's go Mets. Attires. Let's go Mets. <laughs> but uh, Judgment Day jumped Street Profits afterwards, and Edge and Beth Phoenix made the save, and the crowd went absolutely nuts for Edge's music. They were in Brooklyn, by the way, so that's why they were in the Yankees gear, even though the Yankees are... Uh, uh, Staten Island. Staten Island? Yeah, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, they got the Staten Island the, Yankees. Maybe the, what's it called? Yeah, that, I don't think the Staten Island Yankees exist anymore. No, yeah, they do. No, really? I don't think so. Really? Well, I was going to say a few boroughs over. <laughs> the Bronx Bombers? Staten Island Yankees, because that stadium is, oh, they do exist. That's like that commercial. They do exist. Oh, but they're the not. They're not associated. They're not associated with the Yankees anymore. Do they not exist? I don't know if they do. I thought they did. Staten Island Yankees. No, from 1999 to 2020. Oh, they wow. don't exist anymore. Interesting. Because that new where, where that stadium had been left like abandoned, uh-huh. and like it looked like it went to like garbage, and then. Oh man, what team took over? It was it was a different league completely, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, Staten Island Yankees wouldn't be playing with the Ducks, right? No, the Ducks aren't minor league. I, I think I think a, a team that would have been playing with the Ducks took over. I could be completely wrong on that, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's the the Wagner Seahawks. Or Wagner Seahawks? I have no idea. The NEC. I don't know. Long live the Brooklyn Cyclones, though. The the Northeast Conference. It's an NCAA association. Hey, let's go Cyclones. So, so I believe I was wrong on the Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, well, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Uh, you brought up the Street Profits. Oh, high. Edge and Beth Phoenix, right. Edge and Beth Phoenix came out, and uh, they made the save, but Beth went to take Dominic out, and Rhea Ripley showed up. She was not supposed to be there. She showed up and hit Beth Phoenix with a riptide from behind, and then Edge ran back into, I guess, I mean, Rhea Ripley was already out of the ring at that point. Mm-hmm. Damage was done, and then later on, Edge and Beth Phoenix were interviewed, and Edge said that the Judgment Day got one over on them, but at the Elimination Chamber, they're going to win. And then even later on, the Judgment Day, they were interviewed, and Finn Balor said that they keep getting the upper hand, and it's going to keep happening. And then Dominic said that them and Rey Mysterio used to be good, but the game has passed them by, their time is up, etc. And my time Damian is now. Priest, yeah, Priest is focused on winning the United States Championship inside that Elimination Chamber. Rhea Ripley is focused on winning the Women's Championship at WrestleMania against Charlotte. And it really all starts at Elimination Chamber against Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, after that, we saw Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley sign a contract for the WWE Elimination Chamber PLE. Brock started out by tossing his chair 
out of the ring. <laughs> and then Lashley shows up and has a bunch of security guards, his own table on the stage. And he said that he had everybody look at that contract. And Brock then went to Bobby Lashley. He goes, well, sign it then. He took out some security guards. Rex Lawless yeah, he was, was out there. One of the lucky yeah, guys he didn't was, get hit. Yeah, I mean, Brock was just like, if you're not going to sign it, I'm going to make you sign it. And that's when he started to make his way up the stage. And he went right up to the ramp. He finally got rid of all the security. And he goes to run at Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Bobby Lashley hits him with that back body drop. I always love a good back body drop. Back body drop? He speared him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. No. He hit him with the... Hold on. No, he hit him with the back body. He hit him with the back body drop first. And then he speared him. Oh, I don't remember the back body drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he uh, that caught me off guard. He totally he because Lashley broke uh Lesnar broke through and he started going right towards uh Lashley and Lashley just back body dropped him. And mm. then once he got back up, that's when he hit the spear. And the spear was I mean, that, yeah, that was a great spear. Yeah, one hell of a sell. No, no, but I I was a fan of this segment. Yeah, I liked that uh Brock went to him. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that Bobby Lashley, he's getting under uh, Brock Lesnar's skin a lot. You know, Brock Lesnar, there's a chance that he doesn't win on Sunday, uh, Saturday. But next up, you have Piper Niven picking up the big... <coughs> Excuse me, rookie. Uh, Piper Niven picking up a victory over Mia Yim. Uh... This was a solid match for Niven. Not a solid match for Brooklyn, though. They they seemed very disinterested. Yes. And it's been like this for weeks where I think something more needs to be done with them. Rather than just going out there and having match after match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because if they were in NXT, I think they would absolutely be like connected to the crowd. Uh-huh. But something here is just not happening where I'm thinking maybe, I mean, people are going to be like, how dare you? Maybe Eva Marie needs to come back and have to do something with Piper. Thank you for being... To get some sort of reaction. Thank you for saying what needed to be said. No, I don't think she needs that. She's not getting any reactions. Neither of them are. And it's. I feel like it's the same thing with Candice LeRae. Something's happening that's very unfortunate. Needs to change. I don't think that Eva Marie is going to be the proper way to do so. Well, I mean, I'm um, just saying that, that at least there she'd get some sort of like big baby face pop where Eva Marie would come back or whatever. Everyone's booing her because she's naturally booed. Yeah. Automatically booed, I should say. And uh, Piper's just like, screw you. I want nothing to do with you. Beats up Eva Marie. Everyone goes nuts. They're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, my God, Piper Niven. But maybe at Elimination Chamber, she'll shine and, and be, it'll be like, holy crap, how are we not, like, already cheering yeah, for Piper? Yeah, it could definitely... Yeah, it could definitely happen. Wait a minute. Piper Niven's not even in the damn chamber. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> damn it. That's true. I don't even know. I don't know what's gonna happen with her. I don't know. She should be. Yeah, then that's what I remember saying that last week where I would have put Piper in. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, and I also would have put Shotzi in, but whatever. Oh. We saw Baron Corbin about to be interviewed backstage, and it was cut off right before it started because 
Sami Zayn. Something was going on in the ring. A hooded fellow showed up in the ring. It was Sami Zayn, and he called Cody out. To hear Cody say that he believes at WrestleMania it'll be him versus Sami. Because he's, I believe it's that stems from the bump or something where Cody said, I think Sami Zayn could beat Roman Reigns at, at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. And Cody came out and he said that when he said it, he believed that. And that the only thing that actually matters is whether or not Sammy believes that he can beat Roman Reigns. And we got this fantastic crowd interaction during this segment. We got Olay chants. Sami Zayn himself, though, said he doesn't know. Yeah, he's not confident with uh, <clears throat> whether or not he can pick up a victor over Roman Reigns. He said he knows he has to believe it, but he doesn't actually know if he will walk out of Elimination Chamber as the champion. Yeah, and I mean, Cody just goes on to say that he doesn't want to see him next week on Raw. He wants to see yeah. him at WrestleMania. But Cody, Cody's like, it doesn't, it sounds like, even though you don't believe it or you don't know, the fans seem to know. Yeah. And he gave one hell of a pep talk here. And I just, I thought it was incredible. I think this was probably hey, this... the best thing on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I mean, this entire thing with uh, Sammy and Reigns and Cody, this is, I mean, Cody is getting tossed in there now, but this entire bloodline storyline is huge. And I don't understand how people are saying the bloodline stuff sucks. Oh, they took weeks and weeks and now they're kicking Sammy Zayn out. It's like, no. Yeah, they didn't watch it. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And then after this segment, we go backstage. Baron Corbin's getting interviewed again. He did get to speak, and he says that he's better off without JBL because JBL's a has-been. And he said that he was blindsided by Brock Lesnar at the Raw Rumble, and had it not been for that, it would be him punching his ticket at WrestleMania, becoming the Universal WWE Champion, and he starts trash-talking Cody Rhodes uh, without mentioning him, Goldust. He starts trashing Dusty Rhodes, and who's behind him? From the last segment, they come to the curtain. It's Cody Rhodes. And Cody hears this. He attacks Baron Corbin, asks for a referee. They fight out to the bowl. And it gets turned into a match where Cody Rhodes picks up the victory over Baron Corbin, wrestling in a suit, might I add, basically destroying Corbin. This entire aspect where it just so ends up that Cody Rhodes is backstage in that spot, it, uh, I don't know. This setup was a little bit bland for me. What? Dude, I thought the whole segment from Corbin getting cut off for Sammy to Cody responding to Sammy Zayn and then Corbin trash-talking Cody and Cody overhearing that leading to a match I thought was fantastic. I guess with Cody coming back through that, yeah, that's that true whole, if you think about the place. That's like a giant chunk of Monday Night Raw that I just thought was just a, a fantastic, brilliant segment. Yeah, that's true. I have to wonder what's next for Corbin. But... I, re- I retract. I retract. Uh, after that, we saw Carmella, Nikki Cross, and Asuka pick up the victory over Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Raquel Rodriguez. Earlier, before this match even took place, we saw Candice LeRae ask Nikki what's up. Nothing really came from that, but I, I assume it's still like seeds being planted for Loomis and Nikki Cross joining together or something. I have no idea. Nobody does. The match itself, I thought, was quickly chaotic. 
that part led to a commercial break and it it kind of got back on track but Asuka ends up taking out Carmella she ends up taking out Nikki Cross she doesn't need tag team partners Mm -hmm. and then she made Liv Morgan tap out and I think I'm gonna need to see Asuka be like Shayna Baszler in the Elimination Chamber and do what she just did with I mean she doesn't care about her tag team partners here she's gonna not care about the other five women in the Elimination Chamber Mm mm-hmm So I think that would be fantastic if we saw her not necessarily literally take every single person out in the Elimination Chamber like Shayna Baszler did. Yeah. Because maybe we have an elimination before Asuka gets in there. But That's true. I think to see Asuka very dominantly come out on top leading to a match against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania would be really good. I agree with you. I kind of feel like that's what we're going to see. I I can't. It's hard for me to see Asuka getting pinned. Right. Especially right now. The only way around Asuka is if she. Um, I don't know. If she gets DQ'd or leaves. I don't know. There is no DQ. So, so I really don't know. She has to win. After that, backstage, we saw the Alpha Academy. And Chad Gable was basically saying to Otis how last time. Not last time. Last year, around that time, they were tag team champions. And something went wrong. So they have to figure out what went wrong. And then Otis was just chowing down on a hot dog. A Coney dog. And uh, not from Coney Island. So I don't know if it was... I don't remember it having chili on it. So I don't think it was an actual Coney dog. Mm-hmm. But Coney dogs aren't from Coney Island like I originally thought when I made it, <laughs> made it during Interesting. COVID. Um, it was Coney. I think it was named after, that's what the, like the diners were called or something. They were called Coney's if I'm not mistaken. It sounds familiar. Based off my memory. But Chad Gable ends up throwing, actually maybe it did have the, the chili on it because he threw it at, at Mansois and I feel like I remember there being chili on it now. I'm not sure I didn't taste it. Right. But Maxine then asked Otis if he considered modeling in the past or whatever, and Gable interrupted, and he's like, you know, I have actually considered modeling. And she goes, well, I was talking to him. And then she wants to see Otis. <laughs> so I hope this doesn't lead to a breakup of the Alpha Academy. Um, You know what? I'm okay if it is the breakup of the Alpha Academy because I want to see Chad Gable flourish well unless it shoots chad gable to the top well, that's, uh, that's, of somewhere that's ki- that's kind of what i do see i do see chad gable having a really solid singles run i mean look at the match he just had what last week or two weeks ago i think that that's definitely going to be what's going to take place but i also think he could do it with otis by him by his side um i don't think it's necessary though uh, well, after that, we saw Bronson Reed pick up the victory over Mustafa Ali, which was because the match took place. Mustafa Ali had been talking to Dolph Ziggler, and he said that had he been the one to be in that match against Bronson Reed, he'd be going to the Elimination Chamber instead of Bronson Reed. And Bronson Reed I overheard that, and he's like, okay, let's do it. And obviously, Bronson Reed was winning this. 
Mustafa Ali had offense in it, though. But not enough. I mean, Brunson Reed, is he's just a powerhouse. But it, I, even though I went into this match thinking like, oh, there's no way Ali's winning, he at that point where he got tossed over the barricade, mm-hmm. which looked like it sucked for him, he had a comeback from that. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll lead to a victory, but I like the fact that they gave him that opportunity. Yeah. I could see that. I After see that, we saw Miz it. TV with Seth Rollins as the guest. Seth coming out with those goofy red boots that uh, went viral on the internet. I mean, those boots were definitely made for walking. I mean... They're like Sonic boots. 300 something dollars for that? No, stop Who's it. Who's seriously wearing that? Yeah, I don't understand No, that. that's not 300 dollars. I think it's like 345 if I'm not mistaken. That was like a legit thing yeah no Mm Hmm. that is insane fashion designers stop just stop it it looked like the the boots that that a character would wear at disney world yeah that doesn't really make sense at all but this segment i thought was really good (laughs) I liked when the crowd was singing Seth Rollins' theme song and Miz was like, if I wanted to listen to anybody sing, I would listen to Taylor Swift. And then Brooklyn booed and he's like, you're just jealous that I got tickets to see her on tour and you didn't. And then that was the moment where Brandon got really pissed. Yeah, because if he actually got tickets, I'm freaking furious. <laughs> Brandon will have, he's just going to flip out because Brandon, as we all know, if you don't know, you should definitely check out our TikTok um he has been trying and trying and trying and no luck I mean, so it's, it's not i mean trying is is gone like three months ago at this exactly but he's still dreaming still dreaming her but tour Seth... literally starts in a month yeah but and somehow it's like the and, and she's to... playing she's playing east rutherford new jersey in in three months at this point Mm-mm. and it's like i i still and I, it really annoys me that almost every single day I see uh, Ticketmaster tweeting about the pre-sales for Beyonce's tour, and it seems like they're handling it so much differently than Taylor Swift because uh, they were like, uh-oh, whoops. I just want to see it fail. Ticketmaster or Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> Ticketmaster. I want to see, see the world burn with Ticketmaster. Yeah, I don't, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen at all. But Miz brought up Logan Paul, and Seth Rollins said that all he cares about is WrestleMania. Logan Paul just cares about getting famous. And, so, and, and because of that reason, Seth doesn't want to talk about him. He doesn't think he deserves it. And then Miz kind of, it seemed like Miz sided with Logan Paul, which is weird, because they had their match at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But Rollins ends up attacking the Miz, Austin Theory ends up attacking Seth Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. And then Rollins eventually came out on top. He hit that curb stomp with that goofy-ass boot. (laughs) (laughs) That was just so entertaining, though. You know? Definitely thought that that was very entertaining. Uh, I mean, even more entertaining was everything that took place next with Elias and Boogs. You know, I I like how I was a fan of Boogs versus The Miz, though. 
But Boog's the stuff with the Elias and Boogs, it seems like, first of all, the Hurt Business was in the background talking. Uh. I think we might, I said this the other, pay, pay, uh, what is it, PLE, what is a PLE anymore? I don't remember what the stands for. <laughs> Premium live event. But I think maybe the Hurt Business could come into play here with Brock Lesnar. Maybe. Uh, we I, I feel like we're going to see like all four members of the Hurt Business at WrestleMania on a team together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Elias backstage spoke to Boogs about being compared to him. And he's like, I don't want that to put any pressure. I don't want the pressure to get to you against... Uh, in your match against the Miz, it seems like to me that it's going to happen where Elias is going to be like super pissed off and turn on Boogs. It could happen, but Boogs ends up going on, picks up the victory over the Miz. This match was a solid match for Boogs. I mean, picking up a victory over a former champion. Well, Miz was still out of it from that curb stomp. Hey, he took on the match and tried to get the match thrown out. And I thought it was funny that footage came out from the fan, like the fan footage or whatever of them getting the mat, the, the ring mat back ready from from Miz TV to this match. Yeah. Incredible they were, selling. They were rolling up the, the black carpet or whatever. And the guy like tosses him over it. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. He's just like rolled them right over the carpet. So this way they could finish the job. But yeah, Boogs went in there and, and won pretty quickly because of that. Yeah, I was and, I, I like again, how Boogs was like just uh, curling him. But again, no guitar. Yeah, no I think guitar. that's such a mistake. His whole thing was a guitar. He would play guitar and scream, scream sing. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be doing that anymore. After that, we saw Chelsea Green yelling at Adam Pierce. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Adam Pierce was like, yeah, or maybe that was on SmackDown where, she, where he was like, it's the same guy. I'm on both shows. <laughs> I don't know if that was on. Yeah, it was on both. SmackDown list. It was on both. But um, but she also wants to be added to the Elimination Chamber and she wanted to be added to Becky Lynch versus Bianca. Uh, yeah, Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Bianca Belair and. Uh, Adam Pierce just not having it. Main event we saw Bianca Belair win over Bailey and B- and Becky. Yeah, this match was a solid match. Um, unfortunately, Bianca Belair actually won the match five minutes before it actually finished. So, do you have anything to say about the match itself? What do you mean before it actually finished, dude? Don't I'll, I'll skip over to the finish, but the finish was awful absolute trash what do you mean you're gonna okay first of all wait a minute bex i think it was uh who went to the top turnbuckle was it becky i think top turnbuckle yeah at the end uh i think becky pulled put rolled bianca belair on top of bailey or one of bailey went to go bailey did that okay so you're complaining about a pin that wasn't the end of the match no that should have been the end of the match because she was pinned Shoulders flat on the mat. I I get that. Yes, Bianca Bailey Belair. tried to do the the stacked elbow drop. Belair was stacked on top of Becky Lynch. Belair moved for 
she moved out of the way and Becky and Bailey was still able to land that elbow drop on Becky Lynch. And they laid there for a while for longer than three seconds. And the referee, for some odd reason, I don't know why he went all AEW on this, but he didn't want to count the pin. It was awful. This I, was awful. I didn't see it as a pin, but I 100% understand what you mean. It was really annoying because I'm watching this and that took me really out of the match where I was just like, the, the, she's the end of the right match now. was good though. I don't know. Like, no, that should have, you that tuned out. I don't know. The women in the elimination chamber match eventually all came down to attack damage control and then fight with each other. Bianca Belair hit the, the, the KOD on Becky Lynch onto Bailey to pick up that victory. And I think, as far as the match goes with the, the stipulation, with Asuka being in the Elimination Chamber match, there's absolutely no way Bailey or Becky Lynch should be in that no, match she, at all. They can't be because Asuka has to win. And I also kind of like low-key wish I went to this show, even though I don't feel like dealing with Barclay Center. I don't feel like dealing with the Long Island Railroad. Why would you want to go? I just thought it was a really good episode. Braun Breaker and uh, Wendy Chu worked main event, so I thought that was pretty cool. It would have been a, a way for me to see Braun Breaker live. I don't know. I'm still not sold on Braun Breaker too much. I don't see how not. I don't know. We'll get to that, I guess, in a second. But Yeah. That's Monday Night Raw moving over to NXT, opening up with Tyler Bate picking up the victory over Grayson Waller in what I think it was a good opening contest. I thought it was a solid opener, too. I think Grayson Waller has to be skyrocketed to that championship. I'm done with Braun Breaker as champion. Grayson Waller tried to use the sweet chin music, but it was blocked. And then he also tried to use the Tyler Bates trunks and then the ropes to win. But Tyler Bates reversed that rope spot and picked up the victory off of that. And then Grayson Waller was pissed off at the referee. Are we going to see HBK versus Waller? I don't know, but backstage he was yelling at Shawn Michaels and... Albert had to back him off, and and the, he got kicked out of the performance center. Yeah. Do we call him Albert? Albert? Do we call him A Train? I don't think so. Tensai, Coach Matt. We could call him Tensai. After that, Apollo Cruz uh, spoke about Dabakato's promo from last week or interview, and he's like, "I have literally no idea what I did to make Dabakato do what he did." But I'm no longer focused on the past, not long, no, not focused on the future, not focused on the championship. I'm focused on revenge to Daba Kato. So it seems like, did they just have Daba Kato go out there and say, like, oh, he knows what he did because, like, like an on-the-spot thing? Hmm. Like, what, wh- what did he actually do? Will we find that out? I have no idea. Uh, yeah. After that, JC Jane came out and cut a promo. Awesome promo. Awesome promo. It's all about her now. I mean, I love how she was saying how the fans pretty much were totally against her, how they were questioning her involvement with Toxic Attraction, saying how the other two were established stars. I disagree with that. Yeah. I I don't think it was anything like that either. I don't think when originally when Toxic Attraction formed, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't think any of them paired together. Yeah. And then they went and they absolutely, they did what they did. Toxic Attraction is one of the best factions in NXT history. I mean, I think the entire surprise, I mean, 
you could put Jane with uh, with Gigi, but the biggest surprise was Mandy Rose fitting into them and not really understanding how. Well, but... I don't know because we saw originally uh, Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade were tag team partners in NXT. Yeah, and they for me they fit together because I knew what Cora Jade was doing Outside. on the independence. Uh huh. As Elena Black, like that to me fit with what exactly what with Gigi Dolan was doing on the indies as Priscilla Kelly. Yeah. So when Toxic Attraction came together, I feel like I might not have been completely on board. Uh huh. But not not that I wasn't like open to it, but yeah, it just didn't make sense at that time. But JC Jane said she doesn't regret what she did to Gigi. And she regrets not doing it sooner. I like this. And then later on, Indy Hartwell was interviewed and she's like, JC thinks she's about to get shot to the top of the division, but I'm not letting her pass. So they're facing off against each other. I don't know if next week's episode is Roadblock. Hmm. Or if that's coming down the line or what. But that I think that match is taking place next week. Mm-hmm. After that, Chase U had a backstage segment where Thea Hale is still super jumpy from what happened last week with Schism. And Duke was like, I want to know what happened, but only when you're ready to talk about it. Thea Hale, on the other hand, just wants to go out there and kick Tiffany Stratton's ass <laughs> and not let Schism win, but... Here, unfortunately, Tiffany Stratton, well, unfortunately for Thea Hale, Tiffany Stratton picked up the victory. We saw the dyad show up in the Chase U section. And that distracted Thea Hale throughout the the match. And then the final distraction was Ava, who I guess is no no longer Ava Rain. Yeah, she cut it into the short name now. Why? I don't know, but... Why do they do this? Now she's Ava. So she was the final distraction, and Tiffany Stratton took advantage of that. Yeah. But um, next up, you had the Diamond Mine. Yeah, Javier Burnell interrupted Ivy and Tatum, and he asked Tatum to be his Valentine, and she turned him down. Messed because up. she's taken, she said. And then he asked Ivy, and Ivy's like, okay, sure. And then she locked him in the dragon sleeper. <laughs> I thought that was funny. The next segment... Of this, well, first let me say it was funny also because uh, Javier and Tatum are a real-life couple. Huh. So it was funny for her to turn him down because she's taken. Uh-huh. But the segment that's getting some people, uh, some people are tearing it apart, uh, Isla Dawn's voice interrupted. And it was, I guess... Her talking to Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley mm-hmm. to maybe try to get in their heads and maybe turn them against each other. But, like, I had no problem with this because I could sus- suspend my disbelief. I know she's a witch. I haven't, sus- I, I have to see more before I suspend the disbelief aspect. But- I mean, look what she's done with Alba Fire. That's true. Alba Fire is now basically a, a pretty solid um, ally of hers. Nah. Maybe that's witchcraft. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
After that, Axiom picked up the victory over Damon Kemp. Um, I think Kemp had more offense in this than Axiom did. But Axiom totally, I mean, getting the one up, getting the victory. Yeah. You know, and he's, I think he's very talented. Yeah. You know, but. I mean, Kemp. Maybe he's shown to be better off than uh, than his brother in pro wrestling. As of now, I would agree with you. Because we, I mean, we've we haven't seen. He him. was drafted to Monday Night Raw, and if we saw I mean, him at, at WrestleMania point, with Chad Gable. At some point, that's going to have to come up. No, I don't know. It's going to have to. I don't know what's going to happen with Gable Stevenson. Is he is he still in college? Yeah. Isn't he? He's going back to the wrestling team right now. Uh, I don't know if he's wrestling this year. I thought he went back to to do another year, and I feel I, like maybe that I that's what ha- put a, a big pause on it. I would have to look. I'm actually don't um, know because I haven't been really paying attention to it because I thought that he was done for. I could swear he's back. Hmm. Or he wrestled one more match or something to finally. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I can't pretend to know things like that. But you know a lot. I, I just remember reading it, but I'm not like a hundred percent sure on that. Mm-hmm. But after that, we saw Braun Breaker come out, get interrupted and cut off by Jinder Mahal and Indus Sure. And I think we spoke about the possibility of this last week. And here you say you're sick and tired of Braun Breaker. I think they had plants in the in the arena there chanting Braun Breaker sucks to the tune of John Cena's theme song. Hmm. Because Jinder Mahal spoke about fans turning on Braun Breaker. Yeah. And I don't think I've heard one person boo Braun Breaker until that segment. I agree with you. It's not really too usually they're very supportive of him and behind him. So I think we we definitely had plants in the arena chanting Brom Breaker sucks for specifically that Jinder Mahal sentence. Mm-hmm. But he challenged Brom Breaker to a match next week, so I do think next week is Roadblock. But this, to me, can only elevate the NXT Championship as Jinder Mahal is a former WWE Champion. So who Braun Breaker is going to maybe lose the championship to at Stand and Deliver? We don't know yet. I, I don't see I don't see um, Jinder Mahal losing the championship, uh, winning the championship next week. Don't get me wrong. I would love it. But would you love at Stand and Deliver? We have like a, a huge like mystery opponent and who's it going to be? And then it's Matt Cardona and Matt Cardona beats Braun Breaker for the NXT championship. I would mark for it, but I would love to see anybody beat Braun Breaker right now. And then the king of the indies, king of the death match, runs NXT as the NXT champion. Why not? And then Braun Breaker can go to the main roster and win the championship up there. Um, after that, Wesley picked up the victory over Von Wagner to retain the championship, the North American championship. Tony D'Angelo, it looked like, was originally going to answer the open challenge. 
But Dijak came out and choked him out. Stax jumped in too. So I thought maybe Stax was about to run down, but he jumped to help uh, Tony D'Angelo. Von Wagner, though, came from behind and attacked Wesley. I was under the impression that Hank Walker was about to be accepting, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, yeah, but I, but I hope I hope he continues to do the open challenges and it leads to like a big return or a, yeah, a big name. I feel like it has to. But I who like I don't to. know. No. Stand and deliver. There's like no reason why we can't see Wesley versus like Dragon Lee or something like that. Hmm. So I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know if. Um, if Dragon Lee would be going as Dragon Lee. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. Huh. We'll see. That'd be interesting. But, um, yeah. What happened after that? Oh, um, Hank Walker. Oh, also, oh, yeah. Von Wagner. Super furious that he lost. And Robert Stone was like, you lost because you don't have a connection with me or the WWE Universe. And he told him again that his walls need to come down in order for Robert Stone to like actually know him and actually get to manage him, which I feel like is a big fail on Robert Stone's part for not in the the year plus that he's been managing Von Wagner, not doing that. Yeah, I think that, I don't know. I want to see Von Wagner break out on his own. But I don't know. I mean, I, I really enjoy Robert Stone as a manager for people. Yeah. That's true. But backstage, we saw Hank Walker in a singlet now, and then Gulak gave him a pair of boots. Um, I think last week this was set up, and I had just forgotten. Because mm-hmm. Hank Walker mentioned maybe answering the, the open challenge. But Charlie Dempsey was part of that segment too, so it set up. I think, I guess, it set up Charlie Dempsey versus Hank. And Dempsey, I think we spoke about it, but we didn't know how. Right, and Dempsey picked up the victory here. Yeah, I mean, Dempsey. There was a moment where Walker was about to get the victory, potentially. It looked like, but he, I don't know. Maybe he got a little bit too cocky, and Dempsey ended up reversing him into his own submission hold, made Hank Walker tap out but then that wasn't enough for him he just kept unlocking it and holding it and holding it and holding it pretty much staring down um gulak to the point where gulak got onto the ring apron and you had a little stare off and then gulak holds the rope open for him and then dempsey goes ahead walks steps through it and the both of them leave together as hank walker remains uh laying in the ring so now I wonder what's going to happen here. Yeah. I mean, we could easily see Gulak maybe training uh, Dempsey to bring Dempsey up to the next level. Uh, um, a minor Blackpool Combat Club <laughs> catch point, if you will. Okay. Uh, after that, we saw Gallus playing pool and Pretty Deadly walked in and they were like, we could beat you. And then they lost and challenged them to another match. And they were like, if we win, we get a title shot. And they kept losing. I thought it was going to be something where Pretty Deadly loses. And they were like, well, if we win, then we get a championship match. And they were like hustling Gallus. Yeah. But that didn't happen. That Gallus funny. just kept beating them. And Gallus was like, brother, all you all you had to do is ask. We're not New Day. 
<laughs> so then that gets set up, I think, I guess, for next week at Roadblock. Yeah. But... After that, we saw Ilya Dragunov get interviewed, and we found out that J.D. McDonough has a detached retina from what he did last week. And Trick Williams ends up challenging Ilya Dragunov to meet him in the ring. Trick attacks him mid-sentence, but Ilya drops him. JD comes out and and he's like, you should be in jail for what you did last week. And then Trick attacks him from behind again, and JD went to get into the ring, and Ilya got up, so he left. Yeah, he was saying how he's going to make it so he can't even hold his son anymore, or his child. Yeah. And then Trick and Mello were backstage, and Mello tried to warn Trick about Ilya Dragunov being different. And Trick's like, I don't care. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to go at him. Yeah. So I think that Trick Williams and Ilya Dragunov are wrestling next week. Hmm. Uh, and then earlier throughout the night, we saw Briggs and Jensen, where uh, we saw Jensen was nervous because it was Valentine's Day, and they basically did the scene from Hitch where... He was saying he'd never been kissed, basically. And Briggs was playing Hitch, basically, the Will Smith character. Mm-hmm. Teaching Kevin James's character how to kiss. It's the 90-10, so that big time popped me, because that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> it is a good and then, movie. And then Fallon Henley interrupted, and she joined in, saying that if she's, like, jingling her keys or whatever, she's waiting for you to kiss her. That's also from Hitch. And then uh, throughout the night, we saw more segments. We saw uh, Kiana James and and Jensen. They posted pictures from their date. And Fallon was like, I have to tell Brooks something. She overheard a phone call before. Yeah, she was saying, I love you. Talking to some guy on the phone. Yeah, and then later on, Kiana James and... And Jensen did the the ninety ten kiss spot where she was jingling her keys, and then right as they were going to kiss, Boom. Fallon interrupted, and she's like, "She's cheating on you." I heard her say she loves Zach, and Zach ends up being her brother. Awkward as hell, opens the door. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "I was he, he, the brother was home alone, and he usually they usually uh, call each other, and um, very very awkward." And she was just really pissed off that she's not being trusted. Yeah. And then Brooks was uh, super disappointed that he didn't get the kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to see a turn? I don't think so. No. Or also earlier in the night, we saw Caden Carter and Katana chance apologize for acting the way they did last week to Roxanne Perez and Roxanne Perez. Thanked Mako Satamore for making the trip out there and being her tag team partner. And Mako said she has her reasons as to why she's there. Which had me thinking maybe Mako is going to, like, want the title. Could be. Beat her up or something. But Roxanne Perez and and uh, Mako Satamora end up picking up the victory over Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Yeah, then Satamora looks at Perez and she's like, hey, I want that. And then Perez is like, hey, I got you, boo. And yeah, then and Satomar I liked, was just like, let's do it. I liked that they had apologized beforehand because it changed the the out the, the way the match was. Yeah. Now it was just friendly competition. It was a fun match. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see Mako versus Roxanne Perez. For the championship. 
But that's NXT moving over to SmackDown. It opened up with the horse women picking up the victory over Natalia and Shotzi Blackheart. The fans hated Ronda Rousey here. But I'm happy that Natalia and Shotzi got to get a lot of offense in. And I think Ronda Rousey got to redeem herself from Survivor Series with the apron DDT. I think that was a, a hot topic after that event. And Rousey herself admitted to messing up and, and holding the rope. So I'm glad they got that spot to work. And it looked fantastic. She sold the hell out of that. After that, Hit Row picked up picked up the victory. No. Hit Row uh, wrapped. And uh, Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy interrupted. And they end up attacking Hit Row. Bray Wyatt said whoever wins Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar, they should run. I don't get it. At all. So now it seems like Bray Wyatt's opponent at WrestleMania is going to be either Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, what's the, the reasoning behind that? After that, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus picked up the victory over the Viking Raiders. All-out brawl. Super fun match. I wish it was longer. I wish there were no commercial breaks. Uh, But I went into this match thinking that the Viking Raiders would lose this. And there were a few times where I thought maybe they were actually about to win. So I appreciate that from that match. Backstage, Rey Mysterio was interviewed. They showed Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio trading masks last week after their match. And he went to go speak about respect, but Karrion Cross interrupted and said, Rey Mysterio is a pathetic excuse for a father, but that's Scarlett's words. So that feud is going to be obviously continuing. Is it going to be Rey versus Cross at WrestleMania? I don't know. After that, Asuka picked up the victory over Liv Morgan. Carmella was on commentary for this. She was the one that instigated this on Twitter uh, to make it actually happen. But Raquel Rodriguez and Nikki Cross showed up. Asuka wasn't as dominant as I was expecting her to be. But she makes Liv Morgan tap out in the end. And immediately, or almost immediately, gets kicked by Carmella. Natalia came out. She she took out Carmella from uh, from that spot. Nikki took out Natty. Raquel took out Nikki, and then Raquel helped Liv Morgan up, and Liv Morgan took out Raquel Rodriguez, and it left her and Oscar standing basically face to face, and that was the end of that segment to just set up the elimination chamber match. After this, for the Intercontinental Championship, Gunter. Picked up the victory over Madcap Moss to retain. I think this match could have easily been like a three-minute match, but Madcap was able to get a lot of offense in. And I think combined with last week's victory to get into this match, plus this match itself, I think it makes Madcap look great. And it builds him up. We know so far in Madcap's career, he's won the 24-7 championship, which people, I mean, even Michael Cole said he's never held a championship in WWE. Not really the truth here, but he's held that. He's won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So it seems like they're finally doing something with Madcap Moss, and 
I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I want more for Emma also. It's been like a month since we've seen her wrestle. The last match was the Royal Rumble. To close out SmackDown, you had Sami Zayn come out two worlds apart, which is what we'll speak about during the next segment. I'm not going to edit it out. I wish that they waited for the the event, the elimination chamber for that, but now Completely, I needed to be bouncing souls all day. That's what, like, I, I can only think that the only reason why they use that theme song tonight or on SmackDown, whenever you listen to this, is because bouncing souls. I could be completely wrong come tomorrow, Saturday, the day of the event. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, that's the case, that uh, he comes out to bouncing souls. But, he came out to a huge ovation, a bunch of Olay chants. You deserve it, chants. And it was, I mean, he had a tear rolling down his cheek. It was nice to see that. And Sami Zayn stood there for maybe like four minutes or so, three minutes, just taking everything in and having everybody going absolutely bananas over him. And he said, tomorrow it's not... Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. It's Sami Zayn and the entire city of Montreal versus Roman Reigns. So, I I just thought that was a great way to end SmackDown. Very nice to hear Sami Zayn for that. And I'm excited for the, the pay-per-view. That's SmackDown moving over to the Elimination Chamber. Taking place in Montreal, Quebec, Canada at the Bell Center. Going to be seeing a singles match, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I'm going to say Bobby Lashley. I actually agree with you. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Mixed tag match. We have Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on the Judgment Days, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I'm going to say Edge and Beth Phoenix. I'm going to say the Judgment Day. All right, all right. Or, no, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like Rhea Ripley shouldn't be losing on the road to WrestleMania. Oh. Good call. Good call. So I'm going to say the Judgment Day. All right. Um, The Elimination Chamber for the United States Championship. Austin Theory is defending the title against Seth Rollins, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano. I'm saying Johnny Gargano walks out as U.S. Champion. Oh, ha, ha. You know what? This is for the U.S. Championship. So, I'm going to go with... Oh, you're going Gargano? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to go with Reed. I'm going to go with Reed. Now for the Elimination Chamber match. Another one. WWE Raw Women's Championship on the uh, match for a match at WrestleMania 39. Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Carmella. Ah, nobody's ready for Asuka. And then for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defending the title. uh, 900 days, by the way. Surpassing 900 days as champion. Yes, huge. I mean, last time he got pinned was in 2019. Baron Corbin. No. Roman Reigns defending the championship against Sami Zayn. No, was it Baron Corbin? Yeah. Because I also saw somebody tweet out the other day saying that it was Jey Uso. Don't think so. I was going to look that up. I'm pretty sure it was Baron Corbin. Corbin? 
Huh. Well, for this matchup, I wish that it wasn't two titles. I wish it was one title or, yeah, just one title because then it would be easier. Um, I'm saying Sami Zayn needs to do the Worlds Apart theme song here. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go and with Roman Reigns. The Usos will not be there. They'll be sitting at home under the order of Paul Heyman, or under the order of Roman Reigns to say, sit home, watch. Maybe you'll see something that you don't normally see. Yeah. So I think maybe we'll see something that leads to the Usos being like, are you kidding me, Sammy? Mm-hmm. And then we see them eventually turn on Sami Zayn. Maybe they are going to be at the pay-per-view. I don't know. I just don't think they're allowed in Canada, but uh huh. Maybe we'll see them. I'm going Reigns. Yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm saying Roman Reigns as well, and then it'll lead to Sami Zayn getting turned on by. Well, no, it'll lead to the Usos turning on Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Owens, of course, will step in to help his best friend Sami Zayn, leading to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania, where they win the tag team championships. Yeah. So that's the Elimination Chamber. Going to take a quick break right now. And Chris and I will be right back here on Marking Out. Hey, it's Billy West. And uh, you're listening to Marking Out. Back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It is Chris and Brandon here with you to talk about all elite wrestling and professional wrestling. Um, and uh, I like. The rampage happened last week, but you know, as we talked about, like we just said it a couple of seconds ago, there's really no meat and potatoes to rampage. They're like, yes, it's an awesome hour of professional wrestling, but like, uh, I mean, here wasn't. You 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 think NXT UK was the best thing ever? So NXT UK was really good, but this there was nothing to this. But it was good wrestling. That's the thing. It was a solid hour uh, of professional wrestling. If you like professional wrestling, you like sports entertainment. I need to know. This is no stop. This is yeah, all no, sports stopping. entertainment. This is literally all sports entertainment. The yeah. the football is sports entertainment. Football was rigged. And I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm I'm fine. With, I'm fine with the outcome of the Super Bowl. Isn't but. that isn't that like legit? Like where NFL is listed as sports entertainment. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw. I saw the social media was like, "Oh, guess what? This is, uh, you know, conspiracy theories." You know, but, that's, but, that, that's all. That's all the world is these days. Conspiracy. There's UFOs being shot down. There's yeah, we this. Don't know anything? I had yeah. a, actually. I had a dream that Biden closed off. They he announced that they're they're closing off all the airspace. And yeah, this uh, is what you dream about. I I was like I don't know why I guess because of everything that was going on it was literally tonight or today you going need into to today. stay off Twitter no, but I I dreamt about that and the first thought was God damn it Elimination Chamber is Saturday <laughs> yeah but they're probably all there already I don't know I have no idea you know Sami Zayn's a you know, an honorary hab now yeah with the U with the U so anyway but as I said wrestling action boom let's talk about it Blackpool Combat Club beats the Butcher the Blade and Kip Sabian. Fun I trios think, match. I think the most important thing from here, how long has Butcher looked like that? Uh, last week, since last week. Oh. Which I'm really pissed about because now, uh, now his figure is going to be inaccurate. inaccurate. And when I, when like, I saw him on TV, I was like, who is that? I didn't even, it took me a second to realize that it was Butcher. Yeah. Now his figure's inaccurate. And I like the fact that Matt posted, uh, I mean, Butch posted, Butcher does like this thing every week called Butcher Loves Music. He creates a playlist like every single week for his travels. 
and last week he posted it, and Matt Cardona posted, uh, commented on it, and goes, "We," he's like, "You cut your hair. Your figure is inaccurate. We have heat." Instead Which, of uh, your figure is inaccurate, maybe outdated. It's, hey, you'll Super. get a new figure soon. <laughs> I mean, in a year. Yeah, or you really like think? That. You know, you, no, it'll be a year seven, or something. Seventeen more repaints of Kenny Omega before the butcher is going to get another action. Yeah, figure. they're releasing another Cody before they release another butcher. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, there you go. So, yeah, that match takes place. Not much really happens in it. We saw Hangman interviewed later on, and he yelled about John Moxley. And he wants another match. Kip Sabian interrupted, and Adam Page uh, was angry, so he left. So that sets up Dynamite. Yeah, great. Let's talk about it. Marina Shafir got beat by Ruby Soho. A bunch of women come out afterwards, and there's a big beatdown. So... Sets up a triple threat match. You know, it's like Rampage. I, you know, I get, I get it. Like they use Rampage to set up Dynamite, especially like this. You know, I, there's a backstage promo with Mark Sterling and Josh Woods that sets up a match on Dynamite. Yeah, there's um, other stuff like uh, the Dustin Rhodes interview that that I thought was one of the worst. Let me tell I've you though, seen. Trench, what a hell of a camera guy he is. I thought that was Give me something. Camera! And then like it's a it's a great shot. It, that was like a segment that I thought could have been like edited down or completely edited out like in general i thought Again, it was an awful segment but but yeah uh, that right. also that sets up something i think that sets up rampage right for yeah, this sets, week yes it sets up rampage for this they have the impractical jokers who you don't care about that sets really up care. and this is a way just to hype up their new season on TBS. nobody nobody taught mar how to sell i thought that was pretty funny yeah. Yeah, well, he's that's sitting what you there have when you smiling have a bunch of marks the whole going thing. He's there. getting he's getting choked out, smiling and everything. I thought that's funny. Where's like but, the other guy, Sal? I guess he realized that he didn't want to look cute. like a schmo on national TV. Oh, because Sal didn't show up or whatever. Or Sal not to not say Sal didn't show up. Sal wasn't there. Yeah, isn't he like the the main guy on the show? Uh, no, it's Sal Mercu and was Joe. Joe left. Yeah. So. But yeah, I thought it was a cool spot where they at least power bombed cool. him through the table on top of Q. What does it? What does it? What does it? What does it do for the Jericho Appreciation Society? Nothing. <laughs> it just made, well, it makes them continue to look like heels because everybody loves. Yeah. Oh man, it's so it, it's so they're so so tough for beating up a bunch of uh, you know mid forties guys that run <laughs> yeah, pranks right. on people. Well, that's yeah. like that's the cheap part, the cheap aspect of the Jericho Appreciation Society because all they do is cheat. We've seen that we saw it last week. They used Floyd to win, so they continuously do cheap Still, tactics to get time on this to get heat. Well, there was also a Darby segment that uh, don't have to talk uh, about it. But what 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 do you think is next for Darby? We're gonna go out kicking and screaming, Darby. Let's go in a blaze of glory. Him and yeah. Sting. What does that mean? They're gonna start doing evil can evil stunts in Darby's backyard, oh and it's gonna start taking up too much time on. My do you remember? I think when uh, Darby did that big car stunt, I think he had asked Sting to be in the seat with him, and Sting's like, brother, no. <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny. But, uh, yeah, Soraya and Tony Storm came out after that Ruby Soho match, and like you said, that led to Dynamite. Yeah. Jungle Boy Jack Perry squashed Ryan Nemeth, which sets up a match against <laughs> Brian Cage on Dynamite. Commentary here, though, said that Jungle Boy can now have his pick at any champion. Well, I think... After why? this match, I think that I think I don't think that's right. But yeah, I don't understand why he has a choice of a, a title shot. Well, yeah, no, sense? I think I think they said that he's looking to get has aspirations for singles goal this this week. Well, this year, I think they specifically said he can have any shot a title at any a shot at any title, and that right. that well, I didn't understand why, but. 
Um, Ortiz was interviewed. He'll stand with Eddie, like, but now he's going to be... That's what have to be talked about. Now they're going to be going through hell Again, or whatever. There's no meat on the bone, but we're still talking about it. Like... Orange Cassidy defeated Lee Moriarty to retain the championship. I thought it was Which a I decent was, match. I, I, I thought I liked this match. I liked Stokely Hathaway getting cursed by Danhausen, and Danhausen going to punch him in the nuts, and... Um, and he and he blocks it, and he, and he hurts Danhausen's hand. You know, there's always like every after every single time Danhausen curses somebody, something like tragically happens to them some point in the match. This time it happened because Stokely Hathaway kind of blocked it. So, and yeah, it came down to Orange Cassidy being locked in a submission, but it was reversed, and he rolled up Moriarty to win. Yeah, perfect. And John Moxley rolled up somebody to win a couple weeks ago, and everybody was, you know, bent out of shape about it. And Orange Cassidy did it. It's great. But Triple J came out and jumped Orange Cassidy and Danhausen afterwards, and I think maybe made Orange Cassidy look a bit goofy for not seeing Danhausen get snatched from behind. Um, Orange Cassidy is the laziest wrestler in the world. Do you really think Hello. he's looking behind him? Which, by the way, now Paul Rudd is aware of. I think that's pretty cool. I thought, yeah, I, I saw that floating around <laughs> social media, and I thought but, he was he was really hyped about it too, which I thought was. He goes, awesome. what? How did I not know that? But yeah. Uh, yeah, so the best friends tried to make the save, but that Golden Globe came into play here again, and the acclaimed eventually ran down before Double J could use the guitar. Yes. Uh, Rampage is over. Come Tuesday, we find out, unfortunately, that Jerry Jarrett, the father of Jeff Jarrett, passes away. Uh, at the age of 80, uh, he literally grew up in the business and had such a long career in pro wrestling as both a pro wrestler and promoter, as well as a referee, a consultant for WCW and WWF. Him and Jerry Lawler together created the CWA, which was a very successful promotion in Memphis. And then it later merged with WCCW to, to create the, the, the USWA. And then in 2002, him and Jeff Jarrett created NWA TNA. So NWA, WWE, Impact, and AEW all paid tribute to him this past week. And our condolences go out to the Jarrett family and and his friends and and everyone. Did you see uh, Hey EW last week with Jeff Jarrett? I did not. Oh, go watch it. Phenomenal. Also, and that's another thing. uh, Jerry Jarrett's widow apparently had said that like you're a hundred percent going to dynamite to wrestle because that's what your father would would want. Yeah, and he started off the show. Yeah, as uh, we had a big eight man match as the acclaimed and Daddy S faced off uh, against uh, and and, and Orange Cassidy, Cassidy faced off against Jay Lethal. Jeff Jarrett stopped the thing and Sanjay Dutt really rocking. Sanjay Dutt rocking like the I'm a, a teacher gear. <laughs> I like the, the Taz. I think said it. He goes office up top talent on the bottom yeah yeah because he still had a sanjay uh uh tights on i thought that was funny but yeah, they I... did a bunch of tags in and out without like any action so it was like more so of um like uh i'm scared sort of things like i don't want i don't want to i don't want any part of this yeah which i thought was which was I yeah was, but the guns came out and double j used that golden globe again on billy gun billy gun recovers and then the acclaimed maybe like five minutes or so going through everybody cycling through the, every uh, team member to hit the finisher. And then finally him and Bowens, Max Caster and Bowens hit that finisher to the, pick up the Timbers. 
Yeah, and then later on the I the thought guns... I liked it. It was a fun. I watched this match with my son. And my son was laughing hysterically at this, like, oh, next guy has to try to go in. The, he gets kicked out. Next guy goes in. It was it was, a, it was a fun spot to end the match. You know, it's like, and Sanji Dutt's not an active wrestler anymore. He was in here. He got the pinfall, and it, I it think, worked. I think Dutt so, could probably still, like, go, though. Oh, absolutely. But I, go, I no. think a lot of people who were who uh, complained about this week's episode said that this match probably shouldn't have opened. It probably should have been. The Blackpool Combat Club and, and Roosh and Ten. But... No, I don't think so. And I've said this, and I say this every single week. I think AEW does a great job of putting a, a fun match to open up a show. And I think they success. And I th- again, they successfully did it this week. I thought this match was fun. Again, I always say about like you know, wrestling is subjective, but also too there's. You know, there was good wrestling in here. The fact that it's 2023 and we still get to see Billy Gunn and Jeff Jarrett in the ring mm-hmm, and they yeah. both look like a million bucks. Even though I people – I don't know why people – I really don't understand the hate for, for Jeff Jarrett. I think – you know, and again, well, I'll bring him up again. Matt Cardona has said it on his podcast too. He goes, Jeff Jarrett is my idol and he's somebody we that were, I want to look up to into professional wrestling. We were he's still robbed. Doing it. He looks like a million bucks. We Even, were again, robbed again, of his again, figure again, for again, WWE. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish my, my, my statement here. I was watching my show with my kid. And I said, hey, Jordan, I'm like, you see that guy in the ring with the, the orange and white tights? I'm like, guess how old he is? He goes, I don't know, 30? I'm like, no, he's in his late 50s. He goes, I don't think wow. kids have a sense of age, though. I know, I think but to still, my niece, like, I'm you, you like think... 10. <laughs> but still. Um, but yeah, we were robbed of his figure in WWE. We were robbed of any sort of... The ultimate. Any sort of inclusion into a video game. I don't know why that didn't happen a few years ago. But back to Dynamite. Later on, the the guns had uh, an interview and they or a promo or whatever. They bragged about winning the championships, and it was announced that a few battle royals are set up to figure out who will be in a triple threat match with a pin at Revolution. And then the acclaimed announced that it's not going to be a triple threat; it's going to be a fatal four way. So good. Excellent. Who are the other teams? Uh, getting here? a who whole bunch of different teams? teams to highlight and shine. Who do you want them to be? A, um, I think one of them should be best friends. Triple and J then, has got to be the other team. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be it'd be a fun match. E- even too, they've been shining a lot recently. Put the butcher and the blade in there. I think they've been great too. And I said it recently on this podcast, saying that um, that they have such a stacked tag division, and now it's kind of like a reset because they're not putting the Bucks in there. You know, they're not putting. You know, you don't have Kenny Omega. And Adam Page is a tag team. FTR is not there, even though they're talking that they, they want to come back, uh, you know, before April. So, so uh, also, about, I mean, maybe Lucha Bros, but maybe not. We saw them come out in one match to help out. Somebody. Yeah, Mark Briscoe and, and Josh Woods. Yeah, for sure. So, um, all right. So continuing on, you had a bloody affair with the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Claudio Castanelli picking up the victory over Preston Vance and Roosh. Um, I like the fact that. Commentary really told the story about John Moxley and Preston Vance's um, past when he was a member of the Dark Order and the Dark Order heels, and he faced off against John Moxley. And John Moxley bloodied him the heck up. Yeah, um, and it happened again. Um, I mean, that's not the most surprising thing here. What of uh, Moxley getting busted open at least? Well, that's not surprising at all. But uh, yeah, Moxley, Jose Max. Jose got involved. Yuta took him out, and then. Hangman watched from backstage, and afterwards we saw Sideways. Kip Sabian, Butcher, and Blade attack him, and then the Dark Order ran them off. But later on, we saw the match 
Adam Page and Kip Sabian. Yeah, we did. Adam Page picked up the victory. And Blackpool Combat yeah. Club came out afterwards without Brian Danielson. And John Moxley said that they don't have unfinished business. And Mox is like, you are never going to beat me again. And Adam Page wants a match at Revolution. Dark Order comes out. Evil Uno, super pissed off. Good. And I loved it. And I loved seeing the side of Evil Uno. He was furious because John Moxley said that Adam Page has no friends. He goes, we, we are his friends. So Evil Uno, apparently not afraid of John Moxley, sets up a match next week on Dynamite between them two, as well as a Texas death match at Revolution between John Moxley and Adam Page. After that, we saw Wardlow sit down with Jim Ross, and he spoke about how when his father passed away, he got to see him wrestle, I think it was one time, and he passed away to cancer, I believe it was. And that's why he decided to grow out his hair. Because cancer took that from him. And Samoa Joe apparently knew that. And that's why Samoa Joe cut his hair. So I'm, I'm glad that there's some sort of like reasoning as to why Samoa Joe did it. But we'll see more of whatever happens between Samoa Joe and Wardlow after that. And then after that, we saw Mark Briscoe pick up the victory over Josh Woods. We spoke about that before. Uh, Ari Davari and Tony Nice ran down and beat uh, Mark down behind the referee's back. And then the Lucha Bros made that save. But are you happy seeing this amount of Mark Briscoe? Yes. Because we've only seen Mark Briscoe as a tag team performer every time that he's been on AEW. And I feel it's only right that especially Dave Warner Brothers Media has kept him off of TV for a very long time. USA NBC Network has not wanted the Briscoes within WWE because they weren't cosmetically pleasing. The WWE didn't at the time didn't want them. And I feel like I mean, yes, it sucks that... I think the WWE did at one point, though. They did want them. That's I, know, what, they I think there was that picture of Jim Cornette and the Briscoes and Adam Cole where they were leaving through the door yes, okay. to go to WWE. Oh, Mark Briscoe's all elite. Next up, what's up? Uh, MJF had his contractually obligated appearance in Laredo. <laughs> uh, and then, so, uh, did you see the stuff that went on during the commercial break? Yeah, it's getting really old. Would you be pissed off if you had, like, gum thrown at you or he, like, swiped your phone? Okay, so here's something that's going to – that irks me, that the fact that at PW – there was a PWG show recently, right? Oh, yeah. And Daniel Garcia kicked somebody in the face or something like that. Yeah. But – and the internet went – you know, and Dave specifically was like, that's assault. First of all, MJF is throwing is is throwing unsanity. Like we have just like we're still in it, but like we just got out of a pandemic where we had to wear masks, we had to wear gloves, we had to wash our hands, and then like, why is I the mean you should have not- been doing that anyway? But- I, well, yes, I yes, but still, like you know, I was do wear your mask, keep your social distance. MJF's throwing gum at people. How come the internet isn't up in arms about that crap? I think it's because it's. Because it's MJF. That's AEW why. also. I don't think it's an AEW a- thing. AEW fans, I feel like they, it's like like not fans. I mean like stands maybe at this point. It's like they could do I, no wrong. 
Um, I think they can do a lot of wrong. And I think well, right. So you're not in that category of AEW stand. Well, it's 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 just it's pro- any professional wrestling in general. Listen, if you go to a PWG show and you're standing on the apron and you get kicked, that's your own fault. If MJF takes his gum and throws it at you when he's on the entrance way, that is not your fault. Also, I mean, he threw water in somebody's face, or I mean, I don't even know if it was water. It could have been like soda. I, or beer. I, I like I understand cheap heat. And then, right. yes, that's a way to get cheap heat, but, like... And it wasn't even on TV. On. I know, and then, like, belittling the crowd, like, that wasn't on TV. Also, too, I thought that crowd was dead all night long. And I, I understand trying to get the, 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 the fans to pop, so when you get back on t- TV, it, um, you know, it garters a reaction. But I don't think that, that crowd even really got a reaction. I thought it was so dead, and I feel like they've been doing too much stuff in Texas that, like, it's kind of like people are going to the first Texas show. They're going to the second Texas show. People are going to go to the third Texas show. Like, what's going to – Revolution's in Texas, too. Really? Are they gonna I get, didn't know that. Yeah. That's why it's a Texas death match. Oh, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right. Wow. But uh, is – I think maybe taking somebody's phone a uh, grand larceny, maybe? Could uh, be. Some, some, like, hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, last week he admitted to vehicular, vehicular homicide, so. You know. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so the, the, the basics of this promo, he's, he's pissed off at Brian Danielson because Brian Danielson's convinced everybody that he's the best in the world when it's actually MJF. Uh, and then he brings out Christopher Daniels, who is a longtime friend and mentor of Brian Danielson. And it turns out that MJF paid Christopher Daniels money to trash Brian Danielson, but he gave the money back. They went back and forth. I think Christopher Daniels killed it on the mic. I think he did great. He's been great. He's always been great. When you have, when you have when your nickname's the Fallen Angel, like uh, WCW Legend Fallen Angel, Everybody you're pretty good falls. at what you do. I, I thought this was going to end, and I think I still, as much as I hate how often AEW uses blood, because Brian Danielson was busted the absolute heck open the other week, I feel like this was leading to him getting busted open as well, and it, it, that didn't happen. He just got locked in the submission, and, and he got uh, kicked in the balls. Yeah, he got kicked down there and locked in the submission. And Brian Danielson made the save. Brian Danielson, I thought, was going to be written off TV, but no. What else are they going to be doing for a whole He called himself the Boogeyman this week. Oh, yes, that happened as well. The Boogeyman will become AEW champion. I didn't expect that. Yeah, hey, listen. He's he's coming to get him? (laughs) He's coming to get you. He's going to be in elevators waiting with uh, GoPros. Yeah, thanks, WWE. After that, Jungle Boy picked up the victory over Brian Cage. What do you do? Bigger story out of this is Christian yeah. Cage is back. He's healthy. Uh, he's continuing with his feud with uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I kind of forgot about that feud. I was like, I thought we were done here. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was kind of stoked about seeing Christian Christian back. Um, you know, and then spraying, uh, you know, an the, unknown object or a, a substance. pepper spray because the, you know, I was like, oh, we smell it from here. That was definitely not pepper spray. Um, <laughs> I could feel it over here. You know, I'm not. I'm not one to 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 judge professional wrestling because again, you have to suspend your disbelief. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm stoked to see Christian back. You know, they kind of and they kind of made mention in this match to like um, Luchasaurus. Like, oh, it kind of looks like the Thoracic Express that uh, he used to do when he was a tag team with uh, Luchasaurus. So, do we see Luchasaurus coming back, or do we have to wait till AEW's finished with that lawsuit with the company for? Uh, junk, uh, whatever his name is, is uh, Luchasaurus's mask. Why so they're he, being sued over it? Apparently, there's a lawsuit going on right now. Allegedly, there's a lawsuit over that mask and AEW using it. 
uh, on like action figures and in the game and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I did. not that we have to talk about it, the the Jericho Appreciation but Society you're talking interview. About it. <laughs> well, no, I just think it was. I thought it was really funny that they all did what they did in that promo, and Jericho was holding back his laughter. Yeah, because you know, Jack I think that. Is... Yeah, they're all so funny. Yeah, so. but you know, like the one thing I got out of that entire promo was just Matt Menard just sitting there, just like random, just looking at the camera and just. Uttering nonsense <laughs> and pointing and stuff like that. I, that's that's always my favorite part of Jericho Appreciation Society stuff is Matt Menard. But after that, we saw a backstage thing with Stokely Hathaway, Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy, and Ethan Page. And Stokely was basically lobbying to get Hook fired. And it came out that Hook got suspended and there's a pending investigation over that. Because of what? It was a wrist lock last week or something, right? Yeah, something like that. And then we go into Ruby Soho, the main event. Ruby Soho picking up the victory over Britt Baker and Tony Storm. But you got Soraya and Tony Storm during their entrance attacking a fan. That was not a fan. That was a total plant. Uh, yes, I'm aware of that. Storyline-wise, they were attacking a fan. You literally just suspended Hook for a wrist lock. Yeah. Where's the immediate suspension for that? That made no sense. It makes no sense that Ruby Soho has to choose a side. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, I mean the match itself was good. It was stiff, but like I thought the ending was real silly with the- Soraya spray painting <laughs> Tony Storm's posterior and hitting the the hip attack. Um, I thought it was just real. <laughs> yeah, real silly. I, I it just and then yeah. like at the end, it's like. You know, Soraya and Tony Storm, and then, like, Jamie Hayter's out there, and then you have Ruby Soho's like, I don't know what to do! Oh, no! And that's it. Like, she it yelled, just... I think she yelled, like, stop or whatever. It, it, it's it just, I'm happy that the women got to main event, but that wasn't really Again, hopes and also, dreams. Also, I think I think this whole freelancer gimmick that they're doing uh, with Tony Storm and Soraya was it's just not working. I saw somebody describe them as the outsiders. I was like, uh, yeah, they're the freelancers. I don't know about that. Yeah, no. And, and uh, they 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 go around spray painting giant L's. Yeah, spray painting giant L's and uh, spray painting butt cheeks. Like, yeah. <laughs> how is that gonna get heat? <laughs> There's a bunch of creepy fans out there. I was like, oh yes, I can't wait for that. <laughs> spray it slower. <laughs> God, but I mean all. Uh, you got Rampage Slam Dunk this week because uh, you have the NBA uh, Slam Dunk contest, um, and uh, yeah, they're they're so. they're delayed, or I guess p- no pushed they're forward. Going early, seven p- seven uh, Eastern. I think um, which is, is the All Star Game on at the same time? No, I think Friday is the Slam Dunk contest or the Skills contest. Fr- no, Fridays is a, the Skills contest. Friday's the Slam Dunk contest. Saturday's Slam Dunk contest, and then Sunday's the All Star Game. I met uh, the celebrity one. Oh, I have. It's probably delayed. Where is it this year? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the the celebrity All Star Game starts at 7 p.m. Also yeah, on ESPN though. On the oh, on ESPN. All right. Well, the Miz is playing. Really? I yeah. thought he'd, he'd still be uh, curb stomped in the middle of the ring and. <laughs> no, he's hopefully uh, good enough those... to be playing basketball. Yeah, I guess so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody doesn't have those stupid shoes on. God. You saw those things that Seth Rollins wearing? Apparently, they're yeah. like a big. Uh... Yeah, Dave was shocked when he found out they were three hundred forty-five bucks. Yeah, they're dumb. It, they look. You look like Sonic, first of all. Or, uh, or I think that, people are saying that Teletubby Poe. Is it Poe? No, the Teletubbies look the same. 
No, no, no. The feet, brother. The red Teletubbies. I'm sorry. I haven't watched Teletubbies in a long time. I don't watch. I mean, I haven't watched yeah, okay. Teletubbies. I, I used to babysit a kid who would watch the Teletubbies. They're coming back on Netflix. They are back. Oh, they are back. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, the, the creepiest thing of the Teletubbies is that they're like eight feet tall, nine feet tall or something yeah. like that. Imagine running to them in the dark alley. It's the craziest thing. Have you ever seen like pictures from that set? No. It's like the craziest thing. Yeah. Because they are shoot like nine feet tall or something like that. Yeah. So, but uh, AEW's got Revolution coming up just around the corner. They're starting to fill the card out. I know they announced Wardlow versus Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship. You have that four way match for the AEW Tag, uh, Tag Team Championship. Moxley versus Hangman Page in a Texas Death Match. Uh, your main event's going to be MJF versus Brian Danielson. Do you think this MJF Brian Danielson feud has gone on a little bit too long? It's beyond it's going on. Out. It's like you gotta when get you're, this match. when you're on TV cutting promos about extracurricular activities in a vehicle, and admitting are to you maybe stretching too much? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's but hey, jump again, as shark I said, comes to mind. Remember what? Jump the shark comes to mind. Why is Arthur that, why does that come to mind? I know, but why does that come to mind? I think AEW has jumped the shark with the storyline. I know. Well, you know what? I agree with you. I mean, as I've said, they've had a lot of time now between pay-per-views to really build stuff and to get the stink of uh, the brawl out off of them. Um, so they're giving a little bit more time to develop storylines, and they haven't had that much time in the past year to develop storylines because it's been so gung-ho. I think um, once MJF started being racist, that's where I was just like, Nah, yeah. this is this has gone too much. Okay, this has gone on too much. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that you know after this Iron Man match and MJF winning, that it really kind of was like solidifies MJF. You know, and as much as like we're getting sick of the the MJF show of him coming out being racist, you know, being vulgar and stuff like that. Maybe after this, like you know, they have these things that say like <laughs> MJF is contractually obligated to be here. Maybe he comes out the the dynamite after Revolution because hey, guess what? He's like, uh, I filled all my contractual obligations for the year. See you guys later. And he walks off until the next pay-per-view. Acknowledge me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Maybe he says, acknowledge me. And then they That'd be funny. And then they give him a big cease and desist because if, if <laughs> WWE doesn't have that copywritten brother or trademarked or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's AEW Dynamite. So, um, that's it for wrestling right now. Um, and now it's time for my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week. This week comes from Impact Wrestling. Barry Horowitz picking up the victory over Johnny Swinger. It's 2023, and Barry Horowitz has gotten a win. Is it not the craziest cast of characters in Impact Wrestling right now? I watched Impact Wrestling last night, and I was thoroughly enjoyed. You got Ernest Miller. Ernest the Cat. Well, they just brought him in for like a one shot. Same oh, thing he was just with Barry Horowitz because they were filming in. I think that was from the Kissimmee tapings that they did. Mm. But like, you know, great guys. And Eddie Edwards is in there. Sammy Callahan, um, Moogs. I think Demon is, is still there too, right? D- uh, D- Demon came out this week for some reason because again, you know, <laughs> he was in the area. Dale Torborg. Um, which I think is cool. You know, it's it's, it's a oh, fun- is that? I guess that's why he did the major. Event. Yeah, because he was in the area, and they well maybe they booked him, and then they got him another booking at Impact because he's been there before. Like this right, is the yeah. second time there. So yeah, well a few weeks, uh, not a few weeks ago, but like uh, when was he showed back Boy, up Battle in Impact, Royal? I was I marked absolutely the heck out for yeah. that. I was a big fan of obviously 
Kiss Demon, so... Yeah, because you're a big fan of Kiss. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to go on a Kiss cruise, but don't want any of the fans to be there. It, it makes sense. Um, yeah. Because no, but... then I wouldn't have to stand in a bunch of... Uh, in a bunch of crowds with Kiss fans, and I could just sit there and, and watch them do an acoustic set or something like that. But you can do that instead of not going on the Kiss cruise and buying a ticket to go see them. No, that's, they don't do acoustic sets like that. If you want to see an acoustic set, I'm pretty sure you got to do like sound check and I don't got fourteen hundred bucks or whatever. Brother, it is. I went. I went to go see like how much how much tickets were for Metallica over the summer, and like nosebleed seats are three hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, what no, second hand or was that actual? That was on Ticketmaster. So that was probably the. Uh... The official platinum seats or whatever that they yeah do, that should a, be illegal yeah the platinum gimmick yeah and I was looking at him like no thanks Congress why are you guys worrying about UFOs when you should be worrying about the um, largest ticket broker in the United States screwing everybody we're in, you know we're inflation and all that junk. I think Dave and I spoke about Ticketmaster this week too that's funny. good put it in the put it in the hashtag in the hashtags we talk about hashtag Ticketmaster <laughs> called Ticket Bastard. And I really don't think anything's going to change. No, it's not. They've tried. They've done it so many times. And like now because of this Taylor Swift thing, it was like a huge thing. But it's I don't think anything's changing. They've got their hands in the pockets of all those stupid congressmen and senators. And they're not going to do anything. Hey, you want tickets to Taylor Swift? Listen, this this congressional hearing coming up. You don't want (laughs) to do that. They already like changed basically how tickets are, are being distributed like uh with Beyonce's tour and I think they're doing the Beyonce's same thing going now on tour? with Springsteen yeah no oh, yeah and I saw Springsteen's like doing like Wrigley Field and stuff like that and it's kind of- yeah Springsteen Springsteen was doing arenas and in the summer he's doing stadiums yeah I think he's doing giant uh MetLife Stadium yeah yeah two nights I think in MetLife Oh, nice. Hopefully yeah. it's, it's, uh, I think it's August 30th and September 1st. So hopefully it's still like the warmer nights for people who are going to those concerts. Yeah, for sure. That's like Taylor Swift's concerts in May. And I know May could sometimes be super cold. So hopefully it's I know, not I remember, super cold. I think, I think it was last year. I think it was last year I filmed a lacrosse game on like May 27th. And I had to wear like three layers because it was cold and windy and stuff like that. And this year where we haven't really had snow. Yeah. It's like, uh, could we potentially see snow later on? Yeah, I mean, I know to... one year there was snow on my birthday, which was like super surprising because it was like not that it stuck or anything, but to have snow in May here in I New remember York it was a couple. Crazy. I think it was like during the pandemic. I mean, well, during 2020 when we all had to like be locked down in our houses, I think there was one time where like there was snow in May. Hold on, I'm trying to go through like my Instagram. Because I remember I took a picture of it and was like, okay, we're in bizarro worlds here. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Because um, it's like, and then, I mean, did people have to go out and panic and buy shovels? <laughs> yeah, right? That's what I never understand when there's like a huge snowstorm. Like, do you not already have the the snow? I mean, the snow shovel? Yeah, you should. I mean, I have I have salt salt for days. Also, you were right. It was 2020. It was, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm trying to think because I took a picture of my daughter's head because there were snowflakes <laughs> on it. Yeah. Uh, May 9th. Yeah. I went, and checked, uh, I went and checked Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's, pretty... it's bizarre, man. It snowed in Las Vegas. That's a pretty rare thing, I think. Yeah. Well, Las Vegas sucks. 
<laughs> why i hate las vegas i just i don't know every time I've, I've been, i was there twice last year and both times were just not fun like, i've never I, been so i'd like to go at least once but yeah it's it's dirty um in and out burgers <laughs> overrated I, I don't need to eat fast food so yeah well don't eat in and out burgers overrated and if you're listening to this podcast and don't agree with me screw Pers- you yeah screw <laughs> you pal <laughs> So, we got two words for you. Yeah, I got two words for you. You are wrong. McDonald's. So, yeah, my match of the week, uh, Barry Horowitz versus Johnny Swinger. Um, <laughs> it was it was just outstanding to see. And I think he's getting a, uh, I think he's getting a figure soon. I think he's getting a heels and faces. Oh. Um, yeah, and by the, uh, speaking of heels and faces, I bought Dave the Danhausen heels and faces figure. And like I gave I'm like I, he's coming over for he came over for Super Bowl. I'm like, "Yeah, I got your figure for you." What does he do? Forgets it here. Wait, you bought so. Dave like our Dave? Or did you yeah, say our Dan? Dave? Because Dave, no Dave. Didn't you think Dan's gonna buy that stuff? Well, Ooh. I don't know why Dave would buy a Danhausen. Well, we like we we always have conversations. Me, him, and Sal always have conversations about figures. And like we had this like championship title belt from our fantasy football league, and you know I bought it. You know, like I gave. I, we were supposed to get a cheaper one, and then I like it was like a hundred something bucks. So I put out like the extra seventy dollars for it back in the day, um, and then. Dave's like, can I keep it? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you can keep it. I'm like, don't worry about it. And he gave me 50 bucks so for it. And I was like, all right, thank you. I appreciate that. And then I took that money and I bought him a Danhausen. So. <laughs> was that Danhausen 50 bucks? It was 40-something. Oh, Plus, my like, God. But these things are – this thing's a work of freaking art. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm not an on-card collector, but this thing's so beautiful that – and the packaging is beautiful. I've got it right, mine right here in my hand. It's like I have to keep it on card and just get him to sign it one day eventually. And then it comes yeah. with accessories because I did the pre-order. It comes with accessories: uh, two C grip hands, a sack of human money, a jar of teeth, and some Danhausen money. In that same dream, by the way, with the uh, closure of all airspace, I dreamt that Taz and Bubba Ray Dudley were in my house. And Bubba and- Ray Dudley looking like Alex Jones last week at NWA. Yeah, that was funny. Oh but God. I, I, uh, I asked if they could potentially maybe sign my figures. And then uh, Bubba Ray was like, "Oh, can I see your the toy room or whatever?" I was like, "Ah, no, you know, you don't have to see it." And then he followed me up, and when we got into the room, it was one of the rooms in my grandma's house, which was weird. Man, yeah. What are you having before you go to sleep? It's giving you these vivid <laughs> dreams. Did you say bad dreams? It's giving you these vivid oh, dreams. Vivid. I, I and I never, I really never dream. So you never dream? Not really. Uh, no. What's that song? A million? Do you don't have a million dreams? Like, no. that's, uh, what movie is that from? Is it uh, the Showman? Yeah, the greatest Showman on earth. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, I film Pink. a lot of like high school concerts and stuff like that, and the, you know, the younger. You don't kids. have to be ashamed that you know the song. No, I you know. Like, there's a, there was a point in time where like every you know choir was doing that song. And I think they, Pink and her daughter covered it. Oh yeah, I'm almost certain. Oh, fantastic, pal. So, yep, that's uh, my match of the week again. I'll try to get, a, we'll get away from it. Barry Horowitz, Johnny Swinger. What a tangent we went on with this. So, anyway, <laughs> that's it. Brandon Shoutouts. Hey, wow, this is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon Shoutouts. The first shout-out goes to National Treasure Edge of History on Disney+. Plus. I gave this show a shout-out two months ago, but now the whole season is out. And it's really, it's just such a good show. I'm a big fan of the National Treasure movies. Nick Cage in it? No. Oh, spoiler. You should have said yes. 
but I really hope that it gets renewed for a second season and I hope people check it out and it makes me hope that some of these characters end up in the supposed third movie. Hmm. So next up, I'm going to give uh, your place or mine a shout out. It's a new rom-com on Netflix starring Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. It's to me feels like one of those like rom-coms from like 2003 to 2010. Yeah. That would have been released in theaters like just friends with Ryan Reynolds and Amy smart or yeah. Um, no strings attached with Ashton like, Kutcher and something Natalie with Portman. like Ryan, definitely a Ryan Reynolds movie or even uh, friends with benefits, which is basically the same movie as no strings attached. That's <laughs> Mila Kunis and Timberlake. But I, I thought I, yeah. if you like rom-coms, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I then, started it, but I couldn't finish it. I, I, we got me and my coworker started it during the lunch break, but then it got too distracted. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But I definitely, then, it uh, definitely looked funny. Right. But the uh, the Little Mermaid live action remakes getting the last shout out. They had uh, Disney released a, a thirty second teaser this week, which finally showed off a bit of Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, and I think she just absolutely killed it with the laugh. I'm not a big so, fan of hers. I'm just I'm I'm a fan of Melissa McCarthy. I'm yeah. I'm pumped to see the movie because I think she from what we heard of that in that teaser, I think it was great. Yeah, uh, she just doesn't do it for me. But John Wick 4, that I can't wait for. Is she in that? Nope. But Keanu Reeves is. Well, I just hope I'll have somebody to see The Little Mermaid with. Hmm. Also, by the way, in regards to Disney, we literally spoke about it recently where the the people were drinking the, the water from the rides. Yeah. Now there's a new video that's going viral on TikTok of somebody literally dunking a bottle of water onto Splash Mountain at Disneyland and then drinking the water. Huh. And it's just absolutely disgusting. They already they privated their account. There was another video that they put out of them. It was a, a woman eating a bread bowl while on the Incredicoaster, which is 55 miles per hour at top speed with a loop. Why Does would that sound like a smart thing to do? Why would the park employees allow her on the ride with? The I food? don't even know how the, she got on with a bread bowl. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't. Make Where sense are you to pulling me. a bread bowl up on a roller coaster? Even. Yeah. No. 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 But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for right our mark out moment of the week i gotta say right off the bat young rock from last week it was all about his acting endeavors and it included did you see it or no i saw the uh previews well it included uh him getting a call from lorne michaels to host saturday night live lorne played lorne huh i thought that was so cool it was just a phone call so it's like you can maybe like mistake it but yeah it was Lauren, so I, I popped for that. That's cool. That's cool. That was probably one of my favorite SNL episodes, too. Yeah, it was I a still, fun uh, What is it? Uh, Mr. Peeps? Is that it? I don't know. With him and uh, Chris Kattan? Where he was the doctor? We remember... Huh? Was he a doctor? Uh, no, they were both or he monkeys. he was the monkey? Yeah, they were yeah. both monkeys. I think right. Mr. Peeps or Peabody, something like that. 
I don't remember. I I, I know the sketch. That yeah, you're yeah, about, Mr. Though. Peepers. I forgot. <laughs> and of course, all the uh, the wrestlers Big in the show, Super Bowl Foley, ads and stuff. Trips. I was talking about that Saturday night. Well, yeah. But the the Super Bowl ads, we saw Miz and Charlotte as themselves. Logan Paul had his energy drink, but it featured clips of him uh, at SummerSlam. Um. Tyrus was in one for whatever Fox gimmick he does with the NWA championship. And then Batista was in the trailer for guardians of the galaxy three as Drax and John Cena was in, uh, the fast 10 trailer. Yeah. They had everybody making uh, spotlight moments. And it's funny. Cause now the pictures that came out a few weeks ago <laughs> with yes. undertaker makes complete sense. It was a commercial with Kevin Hart and so many other athletes for what was it? DraftKings or something. Uh huh. Some sport bet thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, DraftKings. Yeah. And then uh, WW2K released the quote-unquote full roster for WW2K23 this this week. Uh, which there were some omissions, so I assume that they'll end up being DLC. But mm-hmm. Bruno San Martino finally back in the video game. And I've been waiting for that. I don't know why he was ever, like, out. So I'm happy that he's back in. I popped that Ezekiel made the cut. Mm -hmm. Because you'll be able to now have Ezekiel and Elias team up with each other. Um, I wish Mr. T made it back in. But I guess he's not going to be in. But the Creed's made it in. I think that's pretty cool. But somehow Ivy Nile and Roddy Strong aren't in it. Yeah. But I'm glad that Umaga, Hurricane, and Yokozuna made it back in from the DLC last week. I really wish awesome. we had more NXT and like recent returns. Like to me, there's absolutely no reason why Pretty Deadly, Gallus, and the Dyad got left out for like three games in a row at this point. Yeah. And Mako Satamora being left out makes no sense to me. But Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae were originally not on the roster page despite gargano being in a commercial for it so that was then later announced by gargano that he will be in the in the base game candace who knows candace LeRae's not there yeah ray wyatt's not there tegan Knox. so many but you know so i'm assuming maybe there'll be dlc i'm hoping that those three plus bronson reed maybe uh the good brothers and then hopefully there's like a bunch of other fun like that would be great DLCs. You know, if they were in there. But this was episode 628. Thank you so much for joining us here and listening and subscribing and sharing with your friends. But we wish you the. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mark and Out, at VTTG161, at Chris Sweendog, at David PTDPT, Facebook.com slash Mark and Out, YouTube.com slash Mark and Out 11, same as Instagram, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mark and Out, TikTok at Mark and Out, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, MarkandOut.com. Best, Best of, of luck, luck in your future, in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Bye.